I know it's the off season, everyone, but welcome to the Hawks Report, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to give you the stories behind the score. I'm your host, Lauren Williams, the Hawks beat reporter here at the AJC, and I am certainly, certainly enjoying the off season. Um, but we do have a, a, a special guest for you guys today. We are joined by Hawks VP of player personnel and basketball intelligence, Tori Miller. We wanted to make sure that we got a chance for you guys to meet her, especially since she has already hit the ground running in her new role. And, you know, we had the opportunity to talk to her this week on our podcast. Um, you know, we're really excited to hear what the Hawks have planned, or at least what they're looking for in the draft and and Tori certainly gives us a little bit of insight on that but you know if you're listening to us for the first time please make sure to follow the show on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts this is the Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution in Atlanta one voice has stood out for over four decades an AJC original the Monica Pearson show talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Hawks Report. We have a very, very exciting guest with us here today, uh, Tori Miller. She was the GM of College Park Skyhawks before she was promoted to VP of Player Personnel and Basketball Intelligence. Tori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm so excited to be able to talk about your journey of how you got here and and what you expect the challenges of this new job is going to be and just kind of getting your insight on what you guys are looking for in the draft and free agency and everything like that, because we know that's what Hawks fans really want to know about. <laughs> but I really want to know about Tori. So, uh, Tori, if you could just kind of start us off and let us know just kind of where you started your journey of, yep. of, of becoming a member of the Hawks front office. Um, so it's funny. I'm actually born and raised here in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, from Decatur. I went to school with Martin Luther King over um, in, in DeKalb County. Um, from there, I went to the University of Miami. Um, it's a funny story. Uh, initially for me, I wanted to be a sports agent. So mm-hmm. that's the route I took throughout college. Um, I interned at a sports agency um, there. But growing up, I always played sports, whether it's softball, basketball. I played sports all all, all through my, my early childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, while I was on the sports agency side, I, I just missed the team aspect, um, just missed the camaraderie. Um, and so my junior year, I kind of switched gears and I was like, man, I, I want to work in the front office. Um, and so once I graduated, came back home, moved to Atlanta, um, and I started on my journey to get an internship mm-hmm. um, in a front office. Um, so I sent out my, my resumes and things of that nature to, to different teams. Um, had the opportunity to uh, join the Phoenix Suns as a basketball intern in the front office. Um, so initially it was a one-year internship. Um, then after that, they invited me back for a second year. Um, so I worked in the front office, got to wear a lot of, a lot of different hats, um, just was thrown into the fire, uh, yeah. to say the least. We were a pretty small front office out in Phoenix, which worked in my favor because I got to do a lot um, mm-hmm. and be a lot 
more hands-on as an intern than I think you normally would um, coming into a front office. Um, so extremely grateful for that um, opportunity. Um, and so after the completion of my second year of the internship, um, there weren't any full-time opportunities. And so that's probably the toughest part of of just working as a professional in the NBA is taking that leap and going from an intern mm -hmm. to landing a full-time position. So packed up my packed up my car, drove it back all the way from Phoenix back to Atlanta, um, and started that process all over again and try to get um, you know get a full-time job in the NBA. Um, so that summer, I sent out my resume portfolio. I prob I, not probably. I reached out to every <laughs> every team, um, every front office probably knows they they know they know who I am just because of reaching out to them. And so I got a couple in, um, interviews. Um, made it to a couple second rounds of, of interviews and things of that nature, but wasn't able to land um, land anything. And so September rolled around and I'm sitting at home and I'm like, man, want you know, as you guys know, once September rolls around in the NBA, if you don't have a job, you're mm -hmm. likely not going to have one for exactly. that season. Um, so I said, well, what can I do? Like, how can I stick out and kind of find my way and find my niche? Um, and so I decided to do my own unpaid scouting um, for that season. So being here in Atlanta and obviously my network that I had, you know, built up throughout the years, um, had connections to different colleges in the area. Obviously here with the Hawks, um, mm -hmm. I had speak, spoken with some of the um, in the front office people here in, in the Hawks. Um, and so I would use my network. I split time between here in Atlanta um, and then up in Delaware with my my husband now, but he was he was my boyfriend at the time. He was coaching with the uh, Delaware 87ers. That was the um, the 76ers mm -hmm. G League team. And so while here in Atlanta, I would go to all the games here, like uh, Georgia Tech, UGA. I'd drive down to Florida State, you name it. And so I'd have the SID kind of put me in the, the – I said, hey, can you put me in the scout section? And they were like, we got you. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I would go to those games, um, you know, hoping to just rub elbows with NBA personnel. Um, and then while I was in, in Delaware with um, with the G League, going to G League games, I really honed in on the G League, right? So I'd send these monthly reports to all 30 teams, just literally – giving them a quick overview of what's been going on for the month in the G League. The guys who have been playing well um, for call-ups, um, mm -hmm. any new players that have come to the league, teams that they should maybe watch that were playing well. And I started to get a lot of traction up that way from teams. And so I'm like, okay, I can get some feedback. Some, some guys are emailing me back and they're giving me some good feedback and things mm -hmm. of that nature. So continue to do that for that full year. And so funny story, I had met Malik, Malik Rose, who worked mm -hmm. here with the Hawks when I was trying to get in. And uh, we had kept in touch. I'd, I'd run into him at different games um, in the city here. Um, and then so I got a tip from uh, Sam Presti um, while I was at a UGA game. And he's like, Hawks are going to start a G League team and Malik's going to be the GM. And he said, if I were you, I would keep in touch with Malik. And um, long story short, um, that they came to fruition. Mm -hmm. um, the Hawks started their G League team up in Erie. Malik was named GM um, and he brought me on as manager, his manager of basketball mm -hmm. operations. So that's kind of how I got my start here in Atlanta. Um, I, and I've just worked my way up from there. I um, was a manager of ops in Erie, um, then promoted to assistant GM. Mm -hmm. um, once we brought the team here to College Park, um, and then promoted to GM couple years ago and then now here as VP of uh, player personnel and basketball intelligence. That's a, a very long and winding very road. <laughs> but I think a lot, like you said, a lot of us who, you know, whether we're in media, whether we're on the team side of things, we understand that it's going to take quite a bit of work to kind of get into yep, doing what it is that you want to do when you're in the sports world. And and I'm just kind of curious in, in your position, did you ever anticipate that once you kind of got your foot in the door with the Hawks, that it would kind of take off from there? I'm a person that's always present in where my feet are, right? So I always tell people like, for me, 
I just do the job that I have and then let the chips fall where they may. Like, I know that I'm going to put in the work. Um, I know that, you know, I'm going to be prepared for opportunities. So that's kind of how my journey has been. It's like I've done a good job in the situations that I've been in and that the progression has just been natural, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in in being a GM of the Skyhawks, you were the first female, I yep. believe, GM in, in the G League. So just what was that experience like of kind of being in the minority? I yep. mean, in just almost every <laughs> every facet of, of the word, if you if you will. No, it was very like it's a super rewarding experience. And now when it like when I was in the moment, it's like, wow, like now that you look back on it and you put everything into perspective. Um, and what I tell people all the time is when they ask, like, what was it like being the first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great being the first. But knowing that I won't be the last um, was probably the most rewarding aspect of it. Um, after I got promoted um, to GM. Amber Nichols was named GM in Capital City. Mm-hmm. Um, now you see women, um, LaRon Fannin, who's assistant GM of the uh, Cleveland Charge, uh, Stacey Lovelace, who's assistant GM now um, with the Pistons G League affiliate. So mm-hmm. just knowing that there was, there, I had the opportunity to create future opportunities for future generations and other women, um, you know, it's, it means the world to me. Just when you look at back at the kind of challenges that you faced as as being the GM mm-hmm. of the Skyhawks, how do you hope those will kind of, or have prepped you for this new role that you're going to be in? Oh man, the G League, it prepares you for everything. <laughs> everything. Um, I don't know if you had an opportunity to kind of know like the structure of NBA front offices. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot more hands, right? Yeah. Um, in the G League, there's all hands on deck, right? Um, and so you get to wear a lot of a lot of hats, and you mm-hmm. gotta you have to learn how to make a lot out of a little um, mm-hmm. in terms of your resources and just the manpower. So um, I think having that opportunity to be a GM at that level, you get so many reps. Um, whether that's managing a roster, building a roster, managing the players, um, hiring a staff, and something that I've learned is like the most important piece is hiring the right people and bringing the right people into the building. The basketball piece, that'll take care of itself. Like that's, that's second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so just hiring a staff, um, managing a staff, managing and liaising the business side of it as well. Obviously we brought the team here to college park. Mm-hmm. That was new. So just learning the business side of it as well. Um, man, it's, it's, you learn so much and you get so many invaluable reps that I think will prepare me, um, tremendously for this this next um this next role you touch on kind of the idea of hiring the right people so in in that role as gm what were the characteristics that kind of stuck out to you that this is the the right person to have in in on on my team yep high character is number one Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day i'm a strong believer in if you have someone that's competent obviously to do the job that's important but if you bring in good people you can always that are willing to learn and have that want to learn and want to be their best versions of themselves we can figure everything else out um and so those are type of people that look for to bring into an organization high character people that can obviously do their job um but want to learn and want to be their best versions of of themselves and now how do you kind of apply that into the the role that you're going to be taking on now with being the VP of player personnel and yep. basketball intelligence. <laughs> can you kind of tell us, yep. one, what what does that even yep. mean? Yep. Um, I know that there's going to be some scouting yep. involved and, and you're going to work a lot with the players as being kind of like their liaison in, in some senses. But what does that even mean? And, and how do you kind of apply finding the, those high character people to, to be a part of this organization? Um, yep. So in, in my role, it'll be a lot of scouting. Like you said, scouting, um, college, pro, internationally, things that are nature, roster construction. I'm helping to bring the right guys into the building. Um, and then like the big picture items in terms of just being abreast of everything that's going on in the basketball world, whether that's at the college level, uh, the pro level, internationally, 
you know, just helping us um, being the know of everything that's going on so we can make sound decisions, mm -hmm. um, whether that's when it's involved in trades, uh, free agency, uh, you know, anything is roster and structure related and even personnel from form the people that we want to bring in the in the building from a mm -hmm. staffing perspective. Um, just being able to find, like you said, the meat of that is finding the right person, mm -hmm. um, both on and off the court um, to come help us continue to build a championship caliber franchise here in Atlanta. Absolutely. And, and how much of that have you been able to not only collaborate with Landry Fields, mm -hmm. the, the Hawks, you know, VP of basketball operations, but also Quinn Snyder, the, the new head coach? Um, Quinn has come in and, and hit the ground running. <laughs> uh, and the one thing that I've noticed from just I like to sit back and observe uh, a lot is he's a great teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's great for our group, um, you know, for, from our front office staff, for our players. Um, Landry and Quinn are very collaborative. Um, and so it's been great for us to be able to just have that collaborative culture mm -hmm. um, and look to, forward to continue to develop our guys and, and work towards something great. Absolutely. And as, as far as you know, you dealt with the upheaval of one moving a, a G League franchise from one city <laughs> to a new to a new city. And then this front office has had a little bit of upheaval with kind of shifting gears. How do you hope that, you know, your experience with all of that just kind of unknown, <laughs> how do you hope it will kind of help you in in this job in in a in an NBA franchise that has dealt with it already? Um, you know, in the G League no two days are the same. Um, and so I've never had a day where I, it was identical to the day before. Like mm -hmm. I could come in with a full notepad of what's what's on the agenda for today. And then tomorrow would be something totally different. Um, and so in the G League, a lot of things are just thrown at you pretty fast and you have to adapt and you have to be problem, a problem solver. And so that's what I pride myself in and being a problem solver and someone that um, is efficient with my time and, and able to, to to help efficiently solve problems. And so at the end of the day, basketball is fun. Um, and I think that we're, we're moving in the right direction and we're excited. All right. We're going to continue chatting with Tori Miller here on the Hawks Report. But if you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of Black people. It's a product of Black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com unapologetically ATL. Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to take this time to thank everyone that has subscribed to the AJC and AJC.com. You guys are what make all of this possible. Now for listeners of this podcast, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution does have a special offer available 
If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. So you always know what's really going on. All right, Tori, we've touched on so much of your life and and what you're planning or, or expecting in this new role. But I think one of the big things that's coming up on your plate right now is the NBA draft. And just what have Landry Fields and and um, Quinn Snyder and the rest of the Hawks front office and coaching staff kind of, I guess, looked to you a bit with what this team is looking for in, in its next few Hawks players that they're planning to pick? I think right now we're in the, the gathering of information stages, right? Um, you know, we just got but got back from um the combine we've had a couple draft pre-draft workouts um so right now we're getting these guys in, into our building getting to know, getting to know them a little bit better mm-hmm. um you know learn about their backgrounds and things of that nature and see how they fit in our culture um i know things that we're looking for we're looking for um high character guys mm-hmm. um guys with a high iq um guys that, that are competitive that love the game so those are the kind of guys that we're looking to bring into the organization and right now we're going through that process to to um get get things underway absolutely and as far as the information that you've gathered so far, just what has kind of stuck out to you about some of these guys that you've brought in for workouts, some of the guys that you've met at the scouting combine and and, and so on? Um, you know, I always enjoy this time of the year because you get to we get to watch these guys all year. Right. You mm-hmm. see them on the court, but learning their stories and learning their backgrounds. So many guys we've talked to in Chicago just have such a unique background um, and learning their why and what drives them and what motivates them on a day to day basis. I think that's that's been a, a fun part that I enjoy um, as mm-hmm. we go through this process. So learning learning different things like that. And what have you been able to kind of get to know about the roster that the Hawks had last season and and what worked, what didn't work and what you guys are looking for in terms of kind of developing it for the future to build a championship caliber team. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think we have a good group um, here. That's, that's in our, in our building. Um, Player development is, is huge for us going forward. Mm -hmm. And so um, with Quinn, Kyle Landry um, and, and everyone in our front office staff, our coaching staff, we're putting development first and just making sure these guys um, you know, are empowered in, in their careers um, and things of that nature. And so we're looking to develop them both on and off the court and kind of growing what we growing what we currently have with our group. Absolutely. And you mentioned being an, an Atlanta native. So just how do you hope that in terms of, you know, being someone that's from the city, that's lived in the city pretty much their entire life, how do you hope to kind of put that stamp on the roster, especially as far as building it from a culture standpoint and, and what it means to be an Atlanta Hawk? You know, what's our saying here? True to Atlanta, right? right. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm i true to Atlanta through and through. Um, so it's pretty special for me um, to have the opportunity to help bring exciting brand of basketball um, to to my home city. Um and that's something that I don't take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be a great, like you said, a challenge, but it's also fun. Like challenges, I look at them as, as opportunities of, of growth and, and fun. And so it'll be fun just to be able to kind of build, again, build a championship caliber franchise here in Atlanta um, and just bring an exciting brand of basketball to the city. And of course, there are going to be a lot of voices that, you know, are, are getting their opinions out and, and, and putting their perspective in. Just when you look at yourself, how do you 
you know, get your voice to stand out in a room that's that's full of of loud characters and 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 people looking to put their own stamps on everything. Again, I always tell people for myself, and I give this to all the women that I talk to, the young women that I mentor, that I talk to, just always walk in every room your authentic self, right? And by doing that, you can come in and you can own your voice. Um, not trying to, you know, pretend or act as, as someone mm-hmm. that you're not. Just come into the to any room that you walk in your authentic self. And I think that'll help you um, in terms of finding your voice. Be confident in your abilities. You know, you've put in the work, you know, so just come in your authentic self. And I think one of the things that sticks out about this Hawks front office is that it's a very young group of of people. You've got Landry, who's still in his mid thirties. You've got, you know, Nick Ressler, who's still under 30. You've got several guys that are just still kind of in in some ways starting out in their careers as, as front office personnel or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Executives. Just how do you guys, I guess, use your youth to your advantage, especially with trying to make your mark in this league that's, that's full of a lot of people who have already made their marks? It's fun. It's again, it's it's a it's a fun time. Um, I know we may be young, but I think we're all experienced and talented in in what we in the areas of our expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's fun. We get to grow together. Um, right. So it's just like a it's no different than a team that you see on the court. Like when you draft a, a ton of young guys and they get to grow, um, grow together, and then they ultimately you know win games. And you mm-hmm. see them through the adversity. They stick together and they fight through different things. I think that's what we have. On, on the basketball ops and front office side is a group of young, hungry um, individuals that are, you know, we're looking to work together, you know, grow, th- grow through our mistakes and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, bring the championship caliber um, um, franchise here to Atlanta. Absolutely. And as far as now going back to kind of being one of, you know, the first, there, there are a lot of uh, women who are in front office positions. I'm curious, how much have you been able to kind of talk to a woman like Swin Cash, who is making her mark in in New Orleans? Yep, no, all the time. Like we were just literally just in Chicago in the combine. Um, saw saw Swin there. Obviously, I have Michelle left with here in front office. Who, if everybody, if you don't know Michelle, then yeah. you're under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Michelle is a valuable resource um, for myself. Um, you have Teresa Resch that's with the Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. uh, Becky Bonner down in Orlando. So we we have a, a pretty tight knit crew. Um, we have like a group chat that we talk on and, and go back and forth. So um, it's fun just to have that support system, um, you know, of women that are going through, um, you know, your same journey. And it, it's pretty cool to experience together with. Very cool. And um, as we continue to look forward to what you guys are doing with building this front or not front office, building out this roster, just, you know, what are you excited about in terms of free agency, summer league, all of these events that are coming up before you guys even embark on the the 2023-2024 campaign, which is so <laughs> weird to say. I think the the most exciting part is obviously with, with summer league coming up, getting our young guys an opportunity to play. Um, mm-hmm. The Tyrese Martins, who was with us in College Park, spent a majority of his time there. Um, you know, the AJ Griffins, mm-hmm. um, Donovan Williams and, and and those guys, I'm just giving them an opportunity to, to play. Um, and so to see them, see them and help their development going into their, their some of those guys are second years of their career. So that's what I'm looking forward to most in terms of summer league, um, you know, and free agency, um, you know, just looking for guys that can come help um, add to our culture and um, help uh, continue to build this thing out. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are excited about the young guys, Jalen Johnson's, AJ Griffin, you already mentioned Donovan Williams, Tyrese Martin. I think they're all excited to see, you know, how these guys develop. So I guess what kind of plans do you guys have in place for those guys to kind of take the next step in their career? Um, I think Jalen Johnson was is a good example of 
uh, a developmental success story for us here. His first season, he spent the majority of his time with us in College Park. And just to see like the growth and maturity from him both on and off the court mm -hmm. um, in that first year and then seeing him now be a rotation guy here and playing in close games. And it's like, that's what we want for all of our guys. And I think that we have a good blueprint for it. Um, Tyrese was able, again, to kind of have his year um, with us. And obviously, AJ was 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 playing right. um, playing games here, winning games for us, game winners, multiple. <laughs> multiple. <laughs> so um, it's it's that that blueprint. Is that what, that's what we want to see, guys that are um, we can develop mm -hmm. and guys that are become better professionals mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. And so we're excited about the future um, and the development of our group. And how much will you guys continue to kind of lean on that G League experience that you have, um, you know, in terms of one, building a roster, but also just knowing, knowing these guys? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, again, the G League experience is invaluable, right? Um, and so being able to partner with College Park has been, it's been extremely valuable for us, mm -hmm. um, not only for um, our players, but staff wise. I mean, we have some staff that have joined the Hawks from the College Park mm -hmm. staff. So being able to create a development pipeline, a pipeline of talent at the end of the day for the Atlanta Hawks, it's it's been phenomenal and something we want to continue to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tori, for you. joining us. And we look forward to continuing to see how this roster shapes out and how you continue to move forward in your career. We're excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks again, Tori, for joining us here on the Hawks Report. Of course, we're you know grateful for your time and the opportunity to speak with you and get to know you and and learn about your role here with the Hawks and you know hopefully what the future of the Hawks uh, will continue to look like. Uh, we here at the Hawks Report, though, we're gonna go back to our our brief break, <laughs> enjoy the off season a little bit more. But we will be back in a couple of weeks to, of course, get prepped for the draft. We know that that's a big thing coming up here in the NBA. And, you know, there's still a lot to talk about when it comes to that. You know, we're excited to see, you know, who the Hawks, you know, will have in a uniform next year, or at least, you know, who will be the future of the or, or, or just a part of the organization in the future. Um, of course, there's still a lot of like coaching things that, are, are being fleshed out in terms of Quinn Snyder's staff. So, you know, we'll be, we'll be here to talk a little bit about some of that. And, uh, of course, we'll prep you for Summer League, free agency, and everything like that. But until then, I'm back to my cave, <laughs> um, my hibernation, if you will. Thank you guys for sticking with us and, and listening to The Hawks Report. I'm Lauren Williams, your host. And... We'll be back with you guys next time. <laughs>